0: The Lloyd's List Shipping
1: Podcast. Welcome to the Lloyd's List Podcast. I'm Richard Mead, editor of Lloyd's List. Before we kick off this week's edition, I want to interrupt your podcast with a small plug for a Lloyd's List event that I think is important and I want you all to sign up for. As you will have noticed, a theme has been emerging from Lloyd's List coverage of late. Shipping's corporate veil is being pierced by ever more stringent financial and regulatory compliance requirements. Avoiding sanctions requires an increasingly forensic due diligence across the supply chain to ensure that security red flags are not raised by international governments and agencies that now monitor pretty much every aspect of shipping's trade links. On the upside is a fully digitalised supply chain that offers a variety of new opportunities for everyone. But on the downside, transparency brings with it potential problems from the big headline-grabbing issues of security right down to the difficult questions of data ownership and standardisation. There's a lot to discuss here, but the Lloyd's List Transparency in Shipping Forum is the place to be if you want to know more. The event will be held during London International Shipping Week at our shiny new offices at 2.40 Blackfriars in London, and we're starting at 8.30 on the 9th of September. I'm hosting the event and I'm delighted to say that I'm going to be joined by a fantastically expert couple of panels. From security services experts and learned professors to lawyers who ordinarily would have been charging you a considerable fee for their valuable advice they're going to be dishing out, so do sign up now. Attendance is free, but space is uh, limited at Loisler's Tower, so you need to register and register fast. You can find out all the details you need at lloydslist.com slash londonforum. That's lloydslist.com slash londonforum. Thank you for listening, and on with today's edition. We're talking pensions this week on the Lloyd's List podcast. Many people in the maritime industries, including those now in shore-based jobs, are members of the Merchant Navy Officers' Pension Fund. It was, by all accounts, an excellent final salary scheme of the type that was once common but is now pretty much unavailable and has been closed to new entrants for some time. For those younger listeners, you'll probably have to Google the historical concept of a final salary scheme. For those in their 50s and 60s looking to collect in the next few years, you may be worried about recent reports that it has been in deficit. Well, you needn't be. According to one of the scheme's trustees, Rory Murphy, who discussed the situation with Lloyd's List's reporter David Osler earlier this week... All is well. Mr Murphy also heads Ensign, the defined contribution scheme available to younger officers, and explains why the current generation should certainly sign up.
0: Right, and here with me in the Lloyd's List recording studio is Rory Murphy from the Ensign pension scheme, and we're here to discuss pension entitlement for seafarers on British flag ships. Um, Of course, now, many of the officers who signed up from the 70s until the 1990s were in the old Merchant Navy Officers Pension Fund, um, which was famously a great scheme. So I'll start by asking Rory, well, you know, what happened to that scheme and uh, why is it no longer running?
2: OK, well, in, in, in the short term, it is it is technically still running, although it's not open to new members and it's not open to future accrual, a little bit technical. But anybody who was in the scheme prior to us closing it to new entrants and closing the future accrual 18 months ago uh, still gets their pension from that, that pension is protected. It, right. As you say it was an excellent scheme, it was well run by uh, a board of trustees that was from equal share from the employer and equal share from the union nautilus. Um, we work on the basis that pensions are deferred pay so it's very important that that those um, those benefits are protected and they have been protected. It's now closed to new members and closed to future accrual and that's why we've opened the sign Defined Contribution Scheme for Seafarers.
0: Right. Now, for anyone coming up to retirement, and let's face it, that's a whole cohort of British officers right now. I mean, uh, what sort of nick is that scheme in? Well, the
2: MNOPF, who most of these people would be covering who are coming up to retire now or in the next four or five years, scheme's in excellent shape. Um, It's it's well run. It wins industry awards. Uh, The deficit is pretty low. Uh, And compared to other multi-employer, national schemes, uh, we're in a really, really good place. So from the point of view of the members of the scheme, whether they're uh, deferred or pensioners, uh, their money is very, very safe.
0: What's being done to address that deficit?
2: Well, the deficit is what some of the participating employers owe. We have a schedule of payments for them to pay that, and that's running very smoothly. The employers are paying what's expected of them on time so that when we get to the end of our journey plan in four or five years' time, all of the money will have been collected from all of the employers, and the money that we're able to make on investments will make sure that the promise that was made to people, whether they were employed in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s or 90s,
0: will 100% be met. So that's great, and that's the final salary scheme for that generation. It's a, it's a DB scheme for that generation. Right. But it's since been replaced by a newer scheme, the Enzyme scheme. Can you tell us a little bit about that? OK,
2: so the Enzyme scheme is defined contribution scheme. Uh, which is different than DB, we'll know that across industry, DB schemes are on the way out. There's very, very few of them still in existence and certainly none um, forming and starting as of today. So the DC scheme, divine contribution, uh, we run on behalf of the maritime industry. Uh, It's unique in that it's a not-for-profit scheme. Uh, We keep the charges very, very low to the members so they get a much better return for their money. Uh, And also there's a small charge to the employers to help us administer and run the scheme. Uh, So it is a a really first-rate, first-class scheme, and uh, we recommend it to all employers to have a look at and and all seafarers uh, to investigate it as well.
0: Right, so it should be attractive to young people, new recruits. It's
2: definitely attractive to young people. And we do have a problem with young people generally, not just in the maritime industry, but across the board. People in their 20s and 30s can't perceive that they'll be getting a pension when they're 65. Uh, So we need to do a lot of work in that. And in fact, at Ensign... Uh, we've even um, helped um, co-fund an animated film to help preschool children understand the importance of saving as a life skill. We tend in society to talk about saving in your 30s, 40s, and 50s. It's too late. We need to get people right. saving when they're 20, 21, 22. It's absolutely critical.
0: Right, but it's a so-called auto-enrolment scheme, isn't it? The, the default is is that you're in it unless you opt out. Uh,
2: but well, that's auto-enrolment. You're in auto-enrolment, yes, you opt out. Auto-enrolment has got minimal contribution rates, and we're slightly in advance of that to make sure that we cover auto-enrolment as well. You know, But even at 10 or 15% contribution each month, that's not enough for people when they come to retire when they're 65. Now, that's a societal problem. It's something that employers and government and pension funds have got right. to get the grip with.
0: But this is not one of those schemes that depends on... New entrants coming in, is, no. it? is it? I mean, it's uh, no, safe you're... even if the supply of new entrants um, dries up.
2: No. So what, what happens is that you put your money in, the employer puts their contribution in, that's your pot. You've then got a choice of how you invest your pot. So in the Ensign Scheme, you've got various op- options. You can take very low risk, medium risk or high risk. How you invest your money will depend on your own personal circumstances and your appetite for risk. And that, in turn, will determine what your return is. But the risk is yours. Before, the risk used to be on the company pension scheme. And before that, of course, long time ago, the risk was on the government. So the risk has been moved down the channel to the individual.
0: Right. But um, it's still the best thing out there, you you're,
2: you're said, convinced. In, in terms of a DC scheme, this one, because it's not for profit. I can't emphasise that enough. Most DC schemes are run by businesses who take a profit from the business, we don't. None of the trustees get any payment. What we try and do is reduce the cost to the member uh, to make sure they get the best benefit. So every pound they put in as much of that as possible goes into their fund and we charge the employers a small fee, admin fee, because the scheme has to be run. We've, we've got governance issues, we've got legislation issues. Uh, we've got to make sure that the scheme is run properly. So there is a cost to doing it, but our costs are very, very minimal compared to others.
0: But to sum up then, um, new entrants to the industry, the young officer cadets of today can still expect a prosperous retirement. If
2: they invest enough at the beginning, this, this is the problem. Right. You, can't, you can't just say, oh, normally put in a few bob. You've got to think about what you're earning now and what lifestyle you want when you come to retire at 60, 65, or heaven forbid, maybe 70. When you're in your 20s and your 30s, that's very hard to think about. And that's why we're pushing all the time to get people to understand that pensions is deferred pay. There's tax breaks. There's contributions from employers. It's a good way of saving.
0: Right. Well, if you're a seafarer out there listening to this, then um, you'll probably want to heed Rory's advice. Thank you very much, Rory. Thank you.